0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: So the show is well underway. I am all geared up, ready for a, ready for a fight. Um, as you can see, I've come high contacts in. Kind of like adds to my character. But um yeah i mean i don't know what else i can really say it's just a matter of just getting out there i've got a lot of uh, like family and friends out there and oh my goodness i cannot get emotional right now but oh, what a journey has been and for all the people who have like watched my videos and have uh encouraged and supported me through all of this stuff i love you thank you um whatever happens out there is what happens and uh yeah there's really just nothing else i can say I, let's just let's just do this thing this is this is my debut this is my time to shine <sighs> just push past everything that's tried to come in my life and be an obstacle and stop me from doing this and just yeah it's <laughs> show time <laughs>
2: Joining us this morning on Cultaholic, it's a pro wrestler who has documented her journey into the world of wrestling and in doing so has garnered 13,000 subscribers on YouTube, 101,000 followers on Instagram and an eye-watering 30 million views on TikTok. Here's the best part. Only one match has been had so far in all of this. She is your demon queen, the Hellcat, the British Andre, the Devil Secretary, the Duchess of the Damned, otherwise known as Succubus. Succubus, how are you doing?
1: Wow, that is like... The best intro of all time. <laughs> some, some stuff that even I didn't know. Like thirty million views, did you say? It's like, I the did
2: the math. math, so I went through your TikTok, and uh, I couldn't do the exact math because I've been there all day. But right. I, so I so rounded it up. It could even be plus thirty million.
1: Right, I, I had no idea. That's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> though.
2: And, and congratulations, the big one that we, the milestone we hit recently was uh, 100,000 on Instagram. Where were you when that number ticked over to 100,000?
1: Uh, I was staying up far later than what I should have. I was in my house and just kind of, I just wanted to see it tick over to 100,000. Um, it's like just a number, but that number represented a lot of hard work. So it was pretty cool seeing it uh, hit hundred. It was awesome.
2: Just hitting refresh and just pushing it and pushing it and just going any yeah. minute now, any minute now. <laughs> it's no, incredible
1: it for whatever reason I like, no, no, wait, it's going backwards.
2: <laughs> Why are people unfollowing? This isn't fair. Um mm-hmm. when you started out sharing your wrestling journey online, did you expect to be in this situation now?
1: Uh no, definitely not. It's uh it came to like a huge surprise to me, especially um when I had that first video that went viral and just everything kind of just changed after that.
2: Uh, When did you first fall in love with wrestling? Do you remember the first match that you saw?
1: So, first match, I think I started watching wrestling around 2006, 2007 time. And um, there is one match that really sticks out to me. And that is the 2007 Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble is like still like my favorite Event. I watch it every single year. It's fantastic, and the two thousand seven rumble was just so good. And something about that match, after I watched it, was just like, oof. It kind of just like had like some kind of connection to it. I was like, I want to be involved in this more, and I want to like, yeah, I just want to watch more of it. It was it was great, especially with like um, the final four being like you had Randy Orton, you had Edge, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and um. Yeah, just getting down to the final two of uh, Undertaker and Sean just having a legendary battle. I was just like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Actually, just earlier today, I was watching a YouTube video called um, Why the 2007 Royal Rumble was so special. Um, so yeah, it's, it probably started then.
2: So with, with people that fall in love with the wrestling, there's only a select few, a select happy few that actually go, actually, I want to do it. Was it that match, you say, that made you go, not only do I love this, but I want to do this?
1: I think so yeah I think right after that is like okay I want to be a wrestler and I had always kind of wanted to do something that involved like acting but I was also like really into my sports I wanted to do something like physical Um, and you know I grew up with like like the X-Men cartoons and uh, like Spider-Man and stuff like I was really into all of that so become a, a wrestler was just kind of like becoming my own superhero in a way and that was just really appealing to me
2: You mentioned that you're quite sporty as well. So outside of wrestling, what other sports uh, are you into?
1: Uh, I used to be like really into football, um, basketball. I I did all sorts really. And uh, there's definitely like a time, and I'm sure like many wrestlers have done it where, you know, doing wrestling on a trampoline, like that's kind of like where I learned to do a lot of my flips. Like that's where I learned how to do a moonsault and, so I was kind of like wrestling before I was like
2: wrestling. If that makes any sense. Oh God, the the amount of people that begin with sort of backyard wrestling federations on trampolines. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a, it's a proper rite of passage to do it that way. Um, did you have a lot of people that when you were when you were growing up and falling in love with wrestling that that would be your wrestling pals, your wrestling friends, if you will, uh, that would that would watch it with you.
1: Um. Not really. I think I just kind of like watched it on my own a lot of the time. Um, I might have like had a friend or two that was kind of into it or they were into it but stopped watching after a while. But um, for whatever reason, I just stuck with it and kept on watching.
2: Do you think had you not fallen in love with wrestling the way you did, what do you think you would be pursuing now?
1: I think I would still be a content creator. I would just be Making content about something else, whether it be like maybe cosplay, I could see myself doing, you know, just something in front of a camera, probably.
2: And and a lot of that you've done, as we get, as we said, the statistics speak for themselves 13,000 subscribers on YouTube, 101,000 followers now on Instagram, 30 million on TikTok, but it all begins with one video. So, what's inspired uh, you to, to start making content about your wrestling journey?
1: Like, like a lot of things, it's um, just like watching WWE, uh, specifically on the WWE Network, there was a show uh, called Breaking Grounds. I don't know if you know about it. I do, yeah. Um, and it kind of just followed a lot of wrestlers, like trying to get onto the main roster and kind of just showing a lot of like that kind of backstage, kind of like behind the scenes stuff. And it kind of sparked an idea of like, well, why didn't I just like kind of document my journey in wrestling leading up to my debut? Uh, which is what i did and um like the more i posted videos about it obviously the more people started like watching and following and found like the journey really fascinating in fact i think i trained for so long i almost forgot like what i was training for um so yeah because
2: it's clear that you have been training for uh, uh, for a long time now because anybody that watches the videos and i'm not just saying it because you're here you're so good Like it's and what was lovely, there was a video that uh, you shared and it was when Harley Hudson was at the training school with you for the day. And there's one sequence that you do and it genuinely gets gasps from the trainees there. They're like, wow, that's amazing. Like that was that must have felt good to, to be in that situation and get that kind of reaction from from not just your peers, but people that you aspire to wrestle down the road.
1: Yeah, it was kind of funny um, because that was, um, I believe that was when I went over to Manchester to train, train with uh, Future Shark. And um, when Harley Hudson showed up, she kind of like saw me and pointed at me and like squealed and said, so, like, Oh my gosh, you're from Instagram. Uh, in fact, she screamed like such high pitch, I couldn't tell what she said at first. So I was like, <laughs> What's that? Um, so it's kind of funny. And that's kind of been a reoccurring theme for a lot of the places. That I've gone to, like, there's always like somebody that's like heard of me or like comes up to me and they're like, Oh, are you succubus? And it's like, Yeah. And then they say, like, oh, I started watching your videos and then I started my own wrestling journey. And it's just, it's been really cool to know that like I've inspired or motivated a lot of people to get involved with wrestling themselves.
2: You you inspired Harley Hudson to, to, to emit a high-pitched squeal when she saw you. Uh, but have there been any other uh, famous names from the industry that have reached out to you off the back of your videos? Uh,
1: there's one that kind of sticks out uh, in my head. Um, and this is actually before my videos even started to go viral. Uh, Soraya from AEW commented on one of my videos um, with a bunch of like clapping emojis. And uh, when I first saw the comment, I thought, this is definitely a fan account there's no way like actual saraya just commented on my tiktok and then i clicked on her profile and i was like oh no wait that that actually is saraya hmm cool um so that was a pretty interesting interaction like who knows maybe somewhere down the line we'll have a match and uh yeah that would be cool
2: i think that's something to put out i'm a, I, i'm a big believer in manifesting and I think stuff mm-hmm. like that is good to put out into the world. So, uh, should Soraya uh, somehow be watching this, then I think you know there's a match down the road with you and Succubus. that should probably happen. And if it does, then happy days. It's yeah. great that and and that's the power of what um, of what you've been creating is that it's it's reaching people and it's also inspiring people as well. I know you said that people not only when you go to uh, these training schools all around the country uh, recognize you, but you've had people I know reach out to you and say. I'm following my wrestling dream because of you uh, how does that feel when people reach out and tell you that
1: um it's well obviously you know it feels good for me because I feel like I'm bringing more people into wrestling and just motivating them to like get up and like get involved in something that they're passionate about that maybe they were fans for like you know a long time or they used to be a fan of it um yeah it's a great feeling and it's something that I hope continues to grow as well and I also you know I I talk a lot about like mental health, mental health is really important to me. Um, And so I always kind of like try to like mention that like whenever I can and bring a bit more awareness to it. Um, And being able to do that alongside the wrestling has been um, a really awesome
0: experience. right at home.
1: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The debut only happened a few months ago,
2: 15 years in the making. Describe that feeling as you walked out uh, and then describe the feeling that you had once it was finally over.
1: Um, it's funny, like to finally wrestle as, you know, the su- succubus, this this character that I just like randomly kind of made up. Um, I mean, I've had people that have commented on like my entrance saying like, oh, that's like a really nice smile you had when you went through the curtain. And um, it was very genuine because it was kind of like, oh, finally like it's about damn time that i just like plucked up the courage to do this because honestly like i was ready for a very long time but just for whatever reason like my confidence just wasn't there like i wasn't very confident with like how i looked and it kind of i think there was a lot of pressure involved as well because i had built up this big following it's like i didn't want to let people down so when i debuted i wanted to make sure uh, that i was 100 ready um, And then after the match, uh, just coming backstage and just um, seeing everyone else's reaction of them coming up to me saying, you know, great job. It was was a great relief, honestly, to get our first match out of the way because I feel like that was a lot of pressure uh, off my shoulders. And it did a a lot for my confidence as well, which is great
2: you you say here and you've also opened up about it on your channel as well that it was a personal decision to not debut uh, had there been a lot of interest from uh, promoters to get you on their shows and if so what was some of the conversations you had when you declined those offers
1: yeah it's kind of it, it probably sounds pretty weird to like say no to bookings because there are so many wrestlers that are just dying to get out there and, and get those bookings um But like I said, for me, I just wanted to make sure that I was 100% ready and like having to, um, I had to explain to a a few promoters that, uh, um, you know, for this year, I'm just gonna focus on like getting my debut out of the way and maybe getting a few more matches under like my my base promotion that I train at uh, before venturing out, um, which I'll be doing next year. Um, But there's definitely been a lot of interest, um, even people but trying to book me overseas which I've now agreed to do next year uh, so that'll be a really fun adventure to go on and um, lots of other great opportunities title matches I think I got booked for a title match just yesterday so it's all all great stuff.
2: So now you've had the first match the floodgates are open and it's let's uh, yeah. it, go.
1: I don't even like to um advertise that like I'm open for bookings because I feel like if I did that I would just get flooded with bookings and I kind of, I, I kind, of, I want to be a little bit selective with um, where I work and how much I work. Um, I think a, a big part of that is that I'm a content creator and like editing videos, I'm sure you probably know, like takes like a lot of time and a lot of effort. So I may not always have time to do like five, six matches like per week kind of thing, go crazy with it. I could, if I wanted to. But I think because I am a content creator, I do have to focus a lot on that as well. I don't
2: think there's any harm in being choosy as well. I don't know if there's, mm-hmm. with, with someone like yourself who's still so new to the industry, whether there's that mentality of, you've just got to go in and do it all, get as much as you can, get the in-ring miles. But yeah. I, I I think you've got to look after yourself primarily and, and not be afraid to say, thank you for the offer, but no.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, a lot of the times when I get asked about bookings, the main question I ask myself is like, does this sound like fun to me? Like, does this sound like something I could enjoy myself? And also, is this something I could create content with? Um so, yeah.
2: Um, when it comes to the content that you make, uh, the video, if you haven't seen them, it's the, it, you do sort of longer video blogs about your training days, which are narrated. Uh, and you also do shorter TikTok, day a day in the life of type stories you also do skits in the ring as well and they're always really good fun is there a particular video that you've made maybe recently that was a lot of fun to put together
1: um the only one that i can think of is like it didn't really get like a whole lot of views but it was really fun to make and it was one where it's like i go for like a sleep in the ring and i think it has like the when i was doing the voiceover it's like when you go for a sleep and it actually works and i fall asleep in the ring <laughs> and uh, there's a really funny moment in, whilst we were recording that where um the person i was working with is like dragging me by my leg and we're going like past the camera and f- i just couldn't stop laughing like every time he did it i would just burst out laughing and it took us like a good few takes before we finally got it um so yeah that was a that was a lot of fun
2: there's one I think a lot of people would have seen of yours which is you running in to make the save uh, catching your foot on the ropes and just absolutely uh, z- just stacking it on the canvas. Uh, yeah. It is it is perfect comedy timing. Did you do yourself an injury in that one or was it just excellent comedy timing on the pratfall?
1: Um it was just it was so weird because I've, I've done a few videos like that now it's almost become, become its own series of videos. <laughs> But the first one was just, I just had my camera, and I was trying to explain to um, the person next to me what I was going to do, but it was just taking too long. So I was just like, just hold this, record me, and then I just ran. And uh, so nobody knew that it was going to happen, and then when it did, you know, everyone found it hilarious. and. yeah and no there was no injuries in that it was just um it was just kind of like a bit of it. it was just me goofing off i had no idea that the video was going to go viral or or do as well as what it did um and i've also got plans to like continue that series as well some funny ideas to kind of like add to it and make it even even funnier
2: what are people like when it comes to collaborating with you because uh, i imagine when you first started doing it people were like oh okay that's strange but Surely now everybody wants to be in a in a Succubus training video if they can get their face in there.
1: Um, It's kind of interesting. There are some people that um, are trying to build, like, their own socials. They definitely want to get involved because, you know, it helps them. Um, I think there are other people that don't really understand, like, what I do in a weird way. Um, like, so there's been times where, like, I've, like, filmed something which is just purely for comedy and there's barely any wrestling in it. And the entire room is just dead silent. Like, they're just like, what did we just watch? <laughs> but then I'll do, like, another video, which is more just, like, a, a wrestling sequence. And then they all clap at the end of it. And it's it's so funny how, like, like, the silly video that none of them react to is the one that gets, like, millions of views. And then, like, the more wrestling-based one that they all clapped for, like, doesn't, like, really perform at all. So, but yeah, there's kind of, like, people that don't really get it quite yet. Um, yeah, and uh, but I think there there is a few people who enjoy being part of my videos. They enjoy like when I ask them, say, like, hey, do you mind like being part of this video? Like usually like they're quite excited for it, which is great to see.
2: Looking ahead to 2024, you you've obviously said you've got bookings overseas. Uh, is there any other aspirations that you have for next year?
1: Um I have one project that is kind of a secret right now that I've not revealed, Um, but I look forward to showing that off to everybody. Besides that, I would really love to wrestle in Japan. I think that's been a big dream of mine for a long time. In fact, just to go to Japan, whether it's like wrestling or not, um, just to go over there because I'm just a big fan of like the culture and just I'm a huge anime fan, massively into Pokemon. And uh, so yeah, going to Japan would be a, a dream come true for me.
2: Manifesting it. We're manifesting it today. Uh, Succubus sure. in Japan in 2024. Uh, people are going to be listening today who already know what you do and are excited to have found out more about you. But if people uh, are discovering you for the first time and want to see what you do, where can we send them to?
1: Oh my gosh, I'm everywhere now. <laughs> you are everywhere now. <laughs> so, at official on uh, TikTok. I'm at wrestling on Instagram. At succubus.wrestle on twitter so everyone is just like a slightly different variation of the other um and then just uh oh just succubus on youtube i i think that's it i think that's everything there might be something i'm
2: well, if in doubt you are, you are the only succubus wrestler. So you can search succubus wrestler and everything that you do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah. Everything <laughs> You've cornered the market in that one. Absolutely cornered the market. Uh, she is the devil secretary, the Duchess of the Damned, otherwise known as Succubus. And she's been our guest on Cultaholic Wrestling this morning. Thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on an amazing year. And here is to big things in 2024 for you. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. and thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>